narcissists are pathological liars. But unlike the typical person who tells a white lie to preserve your feelings, narcissists are lying to you because telling you the truth might cause you to do something that isn't in their best interests. We all know that narcissists have a tendency to bend the truth at the very least. And we also know that while every narcissist has so many things in common, each does have their own individual personality. So you hear all the time, narcissists tell on themselves. You can always tell when a narcissist is lying. I don't believe that's always true. But what I know for sure is that there are certain telltale signs and narcissists really do tell us who they are. The truth is always best seen in a person's actions. And if you've ever been involved with a narcissist, then you already know that words don't mean very much when it comes to a narcissist. After all, most toxic narcissists are pathological liars who can, at times, be so convincing that they even believe their own lies. And no, I'm not kidding. Believing your own lies is an example of cognitive distortion, a concept that was first studied by psychiatrist Aaron T. Beck. Along with his student David Burns, Beck was able to compile so much information and research on this topic that they put out a book in 1989. That book was called The Feeling Good Handbook. The book covered these twisted thought patterns or cognitive distortions and how you could get past them, get over them. There are many studies that talk about narcissists having cognitive distortion. So in general, a person with cognitive distortions has a different perception of reality than everyone else, which is what allows them to believe their own lies. It can be hard to catch a narcissist in a lie because they're so very skilled at gaslighting and manipulation in general. And it doesn't hurt that they are also able to say anything, whether we're talking a gospel truth or a blatantly invented lie, with total conviction. And their complete lack of concern for you and other people, well, it kind of rounds out the idea that when it comes right down to it, you can't really trust a narcissist any further than you can throw them. Ever notice how narcissists have this way of just kind of not telling the whole story? They tell the part that makes you look bad and the part that makes them look good. And they might twist a fact here and there, but they never tell the whole story. So what exactly does the narcissist lie about? Well, literally anything that serves them. Oh, and sometimes they just lie for the sake of lying. Seriously. The fact is that narcissists cannot put themselves into your shoes. They cannot understand any type of pain that you feel because they're not capable of it on an emotional level. But this explanation isn't quite thorough enough because it leaves so many of us wondering, but what about all those times they did seem to be empathetic? How is that possible? For example, if your ex is a narcissist, they probably seemed fully aware of your feelings when you first started dating. After all, they very clearly knew what you liked. They made sure to give you what you liked. They made sure to give you what you wanted. They did their best to steer clear of what they knew you didn't like or want. This is one of those things that made you feel like you finally found your soulmate, at least at first. So I know what you're thinking. If narcissists are not empathetic, then how could they ever act like they are? Isn't this how empathy works? To be aware of and to choose your actions based on someone else's feelings, or at least the understanding of those feelings? Well, yes and no. Before we get into how narcissists are able to show empathy when it's convenient for them, it's really important to understand what real empathy is. So let me define it for you. My shorthand definition of empathy is that it is the ability to feel and care about how other people feel and to act from that perspective. To be a little more clear, real empathy is the ability to sense, understand, and feel the emotions of someone else, even if you haven't had an identical experience. It means being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. You can feel what they're feeling, even if you can't relate to exactly what they're going through, because you can sort of imagine how they must feel. You feel compassion for them and you care about their feelings 
feelings. And because of this, you act accordingly. What is false empathy then? Well, false empathy is sadly used as a manipulation tactic by narcissists when they want something from you. Since you value connection and empathy, as most non-narcissists do, the narcissist knows it will help them get what they want from you. So they pretend to care how you feel. See, when it comes to narcissists, they are unable to feel emotional and compassionate empathy. But at the same time, they're well aware of the fact that other people value empathy. And because of that, they might demonstrate false empathy. Wait, what? Yeah, this is why it's so confusing and so difficult to detect a narcissist early in a relationship. Let's talk about the narcissist sort of empathy deficit, shall we? Here's the thing. When we say narcissists have no empathy, we don't necessarily mean that they're not capable of figuring out how you feel. What we mean is that narcissists don't feel empathy in the same way as most people do. They have no compassion, no remorse, and they don't feel regret unless they regret a choice they made because it negatively affected them in some way. To put it more specifically, when someone feels compassion, it means they are sympathetic towards someone else's situation and they can feel sort of compelled to help that person fix whatever was wrong or to at least not make anything more difficult for that person. When someone feels remorse, it means that they feel really guilty about something that they did that they see is wrong. And when someone feels regret, it means they recognize that they made a choice or took an action that led to a negative consequence and they wish they hadn't done it or even that they could go back and change what they did. So in other words, the narcissist is capable of understanding exactly what you think or feel on a cognitive level, but not an emotional one. They can think about what someone else is feeling, but it doesn't affect their emotional state directly, nor does it play a part in how they treat the other person. The exception is when the narcissist thinks someone feels negatively about them. This situation will make them feel angry, offended, and generally upset. And that usually manifests itself in narcissistic rage and narcissistic injury. Some will react differently. Some will cry, some will throw fits, but all of them will react in a way that you might call a little intense. They also have a desperate need for narcissistic supply. When they lose the ability to get that supply, they collapse and at that time, you're gonna see that when they don't receive that external validation, they're gonna to start to look for other ways to kind of hold up that false self. And very often, that looks like a very increased sense of superiority, even more than they ever had before. The lack of validation also leads to feelings of worthlessness, hopelessness, etc. That leads to more narcissistic rage. The truth is that while narcissists find it very easy to learn the motions on how to appear empathetic, they're usually just imitating what they've seen others doing. And that is exactly when they're using false empathy. I have always been by nature, I thought, a very diplomatic person. I'm really good at keeping the peace. I'm really good at telling people things they might not want to hear. I also like to call myself an empath sometimes. While I would like to think that those are natural abilities that I've just been given by some divine force, the unfortunate truth is, Probably these are trauma responses, things I learned in my childhood to keep myself safe. Let's talk about the different types of empathy because a lot of people don't realize that there are different types of empathy as defined by psychologists, including cognitive, emotional, and compassionate empathy. And what is even more perplexing for a lot of us is that it is totally possible to demonstrate one or more of these types of empathy without actually caring on an emotional level what someone else is feeling or going through. Cognitive empathy, as defined by psychologist Daniel Goleman in his 1995 book, Emotional Intelligence, is simply knowing how the other person 
feels and what they might be thinking. He adds that cognitive empathy is also sometimes called perspective taking. In other words, it means being aware on an intellectual level of someone's emotions and probably their thoughts or their likely thoughts about any given topic or situation. It's like understanding that a coworker is sad their grandma died, but since you didn't personally know her, you might not feel very sad about it yourself. Of course, you tell them you're sorry for their loss and you offer to help them keep up on their workload while they're attending an out of town funeral or whatever, but you don't necessarily go home and cry about it yourself. Narcissists will use this type of empathy as a way to manipulate you in the same way that a used car dealer might try to get you to buy an overpriced, underperforming vehicle. The salesperson doesn't really give a poop about the fact that you've got kids or that your budget is stretched. They're more concerned about moving inventory and getting paid. Yet on an intellectual level, they can certainly read you well enough to understand your thought process and what you're looking for in a vehicle. And they can gather that you're emotionally tied to this decision in some way, whether it's due to a desire for a safe, dependable vehicle or a desire for a pretty stylish vehicle, or maybe one that's extra super fast and powerful. Now, if they don't have something in stock that fits your needs perfectly, the ethical thing to do would be to say that and possibly recommend another car lot. But they have the goal of moving their own inventory and making money. So they'll do whatever they need to do to make something they have work for you. And while the car they ultimately talk you into buying may or may not be right for you, they will use this understanding of what you want to make it seem like exactly what you need. Sure, maybe it'll cost more than you could afford, or hey, maybe it'll have 300,000 miles on it or whatever, but these things aren't a concern for the salesperson. They just wanna sell you a dang car so they can go out to lunch or buy that both they've had their eye on or whatever. This is a great example of how a narcissist, while they have the ability to see things from your perspective, will always act in a way where they will benefit the most. In other words, they use cognitive empathy to get what they want by understanding what is important to you, no matter what your perspective happens to be. In fact, Daniel Goldman also notes in his book that this kind of empathy is used by people who use torture tactics. It allows them to understand what makes a person tick without feeling any sympathy toward them. So clearly narcissists can and will use cognitive empathy to to get what they want, but it doesn't mean they can feel anything. You feel me? A twist on cognitive empathy is agenda-driven empathy. See, when the narcissist is getting what they want from you, they will pretend to know that you are making sacrifices for them, for example. And they think by acknowledging that, they could convince you to be a little more willing to give up what you want for them. So for example, let's say you're excited about your upcoming friend's night out. You're gonna see a movie you've been dying to see and then go out for dinner with your friends. But at the last minute, the narcissist you work with asks you to fill in for them on the same evening even though they are well aware that you wanted to go on this friend's night out. They will say things like, oh, I know you were looking forward to this, but if you do me this favor, I will just be so forever grateful for you. Well, how could you turn that down, right? Huh. Let's talk about emotional empathy. Emotional empathy is the type of empathy that most of us think of when we call ourselves empaths. It means that you can sense and in some ways actually feel what other people around you are feeling, even when they're a stranger. For example, if you watch someone on television stub their toe or get kicked in the shins or other body parts, you kind of feel it along with them, don't you? It's the same thing that makes us cry at movies, and it's what makes us feel sad when someone we love is sad. It's sort of like the feelings of other people become almost contagious to you. This can be seen in humans as early as two months old, when a baby will smile back at their mother, smiling at them or when the baby will cry hearing another baby cry. Narcissists though, they don't feel emotional empathy. However, they might feel a sort of shallow empathy, which is when the narcissist shows a certain degree of softness for you. This happens most often early in the relationship during the love bombing phase. And even then, if you look hard enough, you'll see that they continue to show their true colors elsewhere, like with other people. And of course, they will eventually show them to you as well as you probably know by now. Kind of like a doctor with an amazing bedside manner, but who's a total jerk to his wife and kids, same deal. 
Let's talk about compassionate empathy. This is exactly what it sounds like. Being aware of and feeling for a person's situation and feeling moved to do something to help. It means keeping your head on straight, but also caring about that person's feelings. It doesn't necessarily involve being overly emotional, though you might be driven by emotion. And it doesn't necessarily involve being overly analytical or intellectual, but you might use your intellect to help them solve the problem. Really, it just simply means that you understand what someone is experiencing and you might help them take action to resolve the issue if you can. Narcissists don't generally have compassionate empathy, but they can be really good at faking it when it helps them get what they want from you. Sound familiar? I'm going to share with you a dozen of the most commonly uttered lies that narcissists want you to believe, as well as the truth behind each one. Number one, everyone else agrees with me on this. Narcissists tell you this when you question them or you argue with them for any reason, or anytime you offer anything that feels like a criticism, as in, Anything that doesn't sound like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. They're going to say things like, what do you mean the sky is blue? You are clearly colorblind. Everyone agrees with me that it's actually green and yellow striped. Or how dare you question my judgment or my choices? You are clearly not very smart. And everyone knows I'm the only expert in the world on this stuff. And they all agree with everything I say, literally all the time. But what that really means is I don't actually know what I'm talking about. And I realize that you are well aware of it. But maybe if I tell you about all these pretend people who agree with everything I say and everything I think and everything I believe, well, then maybe you're going to doubt yourself enough to think that I might be right this time. And my self-esteem can't really handle a hit right now. So in other words, for narcissists, saying it out loud is an attempt at self-validation, as well as a way to gaslight you into believing that you are in fact the problem and that they must be right. Yeah, they're lying to you, but they're also lying to themselves. Deep down, they are really technically insecure, believe it or not, which is why they have the need to say this phrase. Which, of course, brings me to my next point, number two. Everyone says you're lazy or no good or insert other insulting adjective here. Despite the fact that you're a decent person with good intentions, the narcissist is always finding reasons to have you believe that they regularly pull the general public about you. They say things like, everyone says you're difficult to get along with, or everyone agrees that I'm way too good looking to be with you, or everyone says you're a gold digger, or everyone knows you're a bad parent. They'll say anything they can to hurt you, and they're going to dig deep on this one to the things that hurt the most. Now, you can test this out pretty easily. Just ask them for names. Who specifically said that? Sure, they might say, well, everyone means my friends, my family, my coworkers, whatever. But nine times out of 10, if you specifically ask for the name of the person who said whatever it is they're claiming they said, or the names, they either won't give you a specific name or they're going to give you the name of someone that you don't know or can't contact. And that's because this is just another big fat lie narcissists tell you. Which brings me to number three, I promise you. Someone who is a good person might say this phrase and absolutely mean what they say. But a narcissist who says it does so with literally no intention of living up to the promise unless it's convenient for them in the moment. So why do they say it if they don't mean it? Well, they say it to shut you up, of course. Basically, to get you off their back for anything that you happen to be upset about. The narcissist will say, I promise I'll never cheat again. Or, I promise to stop yelling at you every time I hear you breathing the wrong way. But what they really mean is, I don't want to deal with this right now. So, I'm saying what I think you need to hear so that you will keep thinking that things are okay and I can keep controlling you. In other words, they'll promise to do whatever it is you're hoping they'll do in order to get you to behave in a way that they like. Whether they promise to be better so you won't leave 
or so you'll come back once you've already left, which is hoovering, or they promise you that they'll change, they'll grow, they'll do better in some way, but they will only follow through again if it's convenient for them or for a short time or as long as it takes them to actually feel secure in the idea that they've got you fully enmeshed with them again, which sadly brings me to number four. I'm just better than you and everyone else too. Sometimes the narcissist will literally say those words, but most of the time it comes in the form of actively insulting your morals, your ethics, and your behavior. They'll say things like, I can't stand to look at you. You're just disgusting. Or you are clearly clueless and you never have anything of value to say. But what they really mean is you are making me feel less than or unattractive or in some way inferior. And I don't like that. So I'm going to go ahead and make you feel like your feelings and thoughts aren't as real or relevant as mine. Oh, and don't try to prove them wrong. Even if you happen to show up with documented proof of your claim, they will blatantly deny it. In fact, they'll also insult anyone else who offers advice or information that is contrary to what they want you to believe. This is even true if that person is an expert, like a doctor or a lawyer, or even someone like me who is like a subject matter expert. Just remember that this is less about you or even the other people they're insulting. It's really more about the narcissist and their inability to see outside their own head. They are so sure that they're right about everything that to be open-minded enough to even consider any opinion outside of their own might be valid would be nearly impossible. Remember too that anyone who goes out of their way to say that they are better than you or anyone else has a need to say it because of a deep, often very hidden insecurity. Once again, it's that little tiny narcissist ego, which brings me to number five. Don't worry, I got you, boo. When a narcissist says this phrase or something like it, you really do have to worry. You have every reason to worry. Are they going to cause trouble for you? Will they fail to follow through on whatever it is they're saying they're going to do? Should you be worried? Yes. Yes, you should. They're going to say things like, of course I paid the mortgage. Don't worry about it. Or yes, I will absolutely pick up our kid or your life sustaining prescription or insert other important thing here. I got you boo. But what they really mean is I'd like you to stop talking about this now. So please shut up and let me get back to whatever it is that I was doing. In other words, they're going to say whatever they need to say to get you to be quiet and stop bothering them with all of your silly questions. Just remember that narcissists don't care about boundaries and they don't care about rules and they're well known to lack morality and credibility. So be aware and double check them when they use this line, especially when whatever they say they'll do could affect you or your life in a big way if they don't do it. Speaking of which, this brings me to number six. I'll be there for you. Now, when the great John Bon Jovi serenaded the world with these words back when I was a preteen, I really wanted to believe him so badly. I mean, who could look into those Bon Jovi bedroom eyes and doubt anything he said? Yeah, I know. But who can blame me? I really wanted to believe that whoever I ended up with would actually, I don't know, be there for me. Unfortunately, I ended up with a toxic man who stereotypically proved to me that for a narcissist, this is the ultimate lie. They say things like, I've got your back or you can count on me. But what they really mean is I only care about my own feelings and issues unless it's convenient for me to pretend to care about yours. Oh, and I want you to be there for me. So sometimes I might pretend to be there for you when it's convenient for me. But when the chips are down, you're on your own, boo. Remember that narcissists have no empathy, so they don't care how you feel and they show you this with their actions. So don't believe their words. This brings me to number seven. No one else will love you. You heard that one before? Narcissists really want you to feel bad about yourself. They want you to believe that you're so flawed, bad, or damaged in some way that you are literally unlovable. That's a big fat lie though. They're going to say things to you like, go ahead and leave. Good luck finding anyone else to love you or take care of you. Or, you are a total piece of poo. I must be crazy to love you. 
No sane person would. Or, of course I don't love you anymore. You've gotten so old, ugly, fat, skinny, rude, dumb, whatever, that no one would love you. Well, if you want to know the truth, what they really mean is I want you to think I'm doing you a huge favor by being in a relationship with you. But the truth is that I'm not really good enough for you. And I'm secretly afraid that you're going to figure that out. So I'm just going to go ahead and emotionally and psychologically abuse you into believing this BS instead. Yeah. They want you to think that they are doing you a big favor by tolerating you in their lives. But the truth is you're freaking amazing and they know it. But if you know it too, well then, you'll know they're not good enough for you. In other words, they only say this to keep you around firmly under their thumb and under their control. Oh, and speaking of love, number eight, they say, I love you. This for me was pretty much the ultimate insult. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they believe they love you in the moments that they say it, at least early in the relationship. But to be honest with you, what they really mean at that time is I'm totally infatuated with you in this moment or you're super hot and I totally want to get with you, or I think you might prove to be of value to me in some way. So I'm going to go ahead and attach myself to your heart if at all possible. And it could even mean I really want the validation of knowing that you love me. So I'm going to tell you that I love you so that you can say it back to me. Now, later in the relationship, it might mean something more like, I know that love matters to you. So I'm going to pretend to love you in order to keep you around or somehow keep you in my control. Here's the thing. Narcissistic love is not the same as other kinds of love. It's more like the love you have for your smartphone. You totally dig it when you first get it because it's new and shiny and it runs so fast. But later when newer, shinier, faster models with better features come out, what do you do? Well, you kind of start loving it a little less. And before you know it, you're finding reasons to dump your old phone for a new phone. And that's okay when we're talking about objects, but not so much for people. Which, by the way, brings me to number nine. You're my soulmate. I used to actually believe in soulmates and I still want to, but narcissists, they have a way of ruining everything. And for me, the concept of soulmates was one of them. They say things to you like, I've been searching for you forever, or I knew I loved you before I met you. I think I dreamed you into life. And yes, that was a Savage Garden song lyric from 2012. Thanks for asking. Or OMG, we have so much in common. Or I know we've only known each other for a few hours, days, weeks, whatever, but I still feel like I've known you forever. And what they really mean when they say things like this is I'm going to mirror you and pretend to be everything you've been looking for in a partner. But in reality, all of this is fake. And once I've got you thoroughly hooked, I'll begin the devalue and discard phases. But until then, I'm going to do my best to keep you in the dark about who I really am, because if you really knew, then you totally dump my sorry or something like that. This brings me to number 10. My ex is crazy or amazing. What am I talking about? Well, nearly every narcissist I've ever met has told me something about how bad or crazy their exes were early in the relationship. And many times later in the relationship, I'd be told that their ex was so much better than me and or regularly compared with the ex in some negative way. Stuff like, wow, you're just like my ex, which really meant how dare you have an independent thought or backbone or disagree with me in any way ever, or you're starting to make me miss my ex. I thought she was crazy till I met you. And then there was the old, I should have never left my ex. In reality, their ex was probably not a terrible person. And in many cases, they are actually projecting their own bad qualities and behaviors onto the ex, which as you'll find out when your relationship ends, if it hasn't already, the same thing will happen to you in the future. For example, if they say the ex cheated on them, chances are the opposite is true. They cheated on the ex. On a similarly upsetting note, number 11, this person is stalking me. <laughs> 
I know, we just talked about that. This one's a fun one. The narcissist will claim that someone has been absolutely obsessed with them, and in some cases, they'll actually say that they're being stalked, like in the case of Jane and John that we talked about earlier. But often, this is used as a manipulation tactic, and I've seen it work in a couple of ways. The narcissist might say something like, I had no idea that the attractive younger person I'm interested in cheating on you with would be at the party. They are totally obsessed with me. That really means I totally knew they'd be there, but I didn't tell you because I knew it would cause confrontation and honestly, I just don't have time for that right now. Or I don't want to deal with your emotions right now. Or the narcissist might say something like, you know, those super intimate pics and texts you found on my phone were totally not my fault. I mean, that person is literally stalking me and I'm scared, save me. And what that really means is I'm so already cheating on you with that person, but they aren't following the rules that we set together. So rather than own up to it when they try to reach out or connect with me, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you that they're a crazy stalker who imagined this whole relationship with me. That way you won't believe anything they tell you, even though it'll all probably be true. This brings me to number 12. I would, but Narcissists use this kind of lie to kind of keep you hooked in order to make you think they care and also to point out how important they are at work or how popular they are socially or whatever. They say things like, OMG, that sounds so fun. I really wish I could help you or attend your event, but I'm just so busy right now. Maybe next time, okay? And of course, what they really mean is, I'm just not interested in supporting you or showing any concern for you at all unless I feel like it can somehow benefit me or give me a good dose of narcissistic supply. It sounds like whatever you want me to attend is going to be too boring or too you-focused. So I'm going to sit around instead at home and watch old Prices Right reruns or go out with my friends in hopes of meeting someone who maybe I can cheat on you with or whatever. Because the truth is that you don't matter to me unless I need something from you. And by the way, ask me again next time because I just realized that I get a total huge boost of narcissistic supply whenever I see the disappointed look on your face after I tell you now. Oh yeah. The tips I'm gonna give you today will work with most narcissists, but they'll work to teach you how to figure out what their lies are, when they're lying, stuff like that. And you will need a lot of patience, a little time, and a lot of really strong observation skills. Number one, you wanna to try to remember what it was like sometime in the past when you know for sure they were lying to you. Figure out what their pattern is. That's because usually a narcissist has a certain pattern like anyone when they lie. And typically they only use it when they're lying. So for example, they might give extra details, unnecessary details. So if, if they're cheating on you and they're telling you that they're having a meeting with a new work colleague, they might say something to you like, well, I guess he was about, oh, six, two, six, three, brown hair, blue eyes, crooked tooth in the front. Usually they would give less details than that. That's a, a red flag sign. So maybe they'll have unnecessary details or maybe whenever they lie, they smile or when they lie, half of their face smiles and half of their face doesn't. <laughs> Everybody has different patterns. Whatever it is for your narcissist, watch the patterns. Maybe they won't look you in the eye or maybe they touch their face a lot or maybe they cover their mouth. Whatever the pattern is for your narcissist, watch for it and use times in the past when you know they've lied sort of as a way to figure out scientifically when they're lying in the future. Number two, try to figure out exactly what the narcissist's motive might be for telling the lie. Are they lying because they're cheating on you and they want to keep you on the line just in case? Are they lying because they want to seem more 
exciting and grand, you know, grandiose than they really are? Are they saying they got a promotion when really they didn't? Usually they're either lying to hide their flaws or to inflate their image or for their own issues of jealousy or insecurity. And often the lies are either harmless or they are lies that cause you to be hurt in the future, as in if they're cheating on you, for example. Number three is a good one. This one is one that not everybody's gonna tell you. Here's a little secret about narcissists. If they think you don't believe them, they will work harder to make you believe them, to fabricate, to hurt you even. But if you're careful, you can manipulate the situation to your advantage so that you can see when they're telling the lies. If you have proof of the lie, you can choose to show your cards and this is what will happen. I know that you're lying. Here's proof of the lie. The narcissist goes, it's time to gaslight. It's time to ruin your life. It's time to discredit you, tear you down, insult your intuition, challenge you. Or you can try the other way. You can pretend to believe the lies, in which case the narcissist is going to go, this is great. And they're going to start to endlessly praise you and make you feel awesome. And here's the thing. If you receive that reaction, there's a good chance the narcissist is lying to you. Because in most situations, the narcissist won't just kind of let it go. And they won't generally react like a normal person when they're caught. They will instead blame you for whatever they've done wrong. And of course, you can never expect an apology unless the narcissist actually wants something from you. So this brings me to number four, which kind of involves number three. So you're going to want to pretend to believe the narcissist because it gives you the upper hand in the situation. If you convince the narcissist that in fact you do believe whatever they're telling you, then you know they're going to use the patterns that we've discussed at the beginning of this video where we talked about taking note of their existing patterns when they tell lies. They do this because then they know or think that that pattern already works on you and you've, it already does the job, so why change it up? And as long as you pretend to believe the narcissist, this gives you the opportunity to watch closely and see when the lies happen. So you act really interested in whatever they're saying the case is. Whatever lie they're telling you, be very interested. Listen to every detail and remember them. If you have a short-term memory issue, write them down if you need to when they're not looking. Later, you ask the narcissist for to recount some of those details. See if the details they give you the next time match up to the ones they gave you the first time. This way, they don't remember whether the what lies they told usually, or they don't remember every pretend detail they made up. And as long as you pretend to continue to believe them, you can forever know when they're lying. Is this normal or healthy? No. Should you have to live like this? Hell no. But if you need to figure out if a narcissist is lying, just pretend to believe them and then follow up on the story. If you never tell them that you know about the lie, this just continues to bolster their ego and you can keep reading them like a book. If you point the lies out to a narcissist, it's going to just backfire on you because they're going to attack. But if you keep it under wraps that you know that they're lying when they lie, it's your secret weapon. This is especially effective for things like divorces and other legal situations with narcissists. The final tip that I have for you today is to just kind of keep your eyes open for little half-truths or little exaggerations that the narcissist throws your way. For example, let's say that you are at your community picnic at your pool. Like we have a subdivision with a pool and the community goes there for the picnic sometimes. Let's say that you happen to run into your narcissist boss at the pool and the boss says, you know, hey, it's good to meet you. It's good to see you here today. I didn't know you lived in our subdivision. Well, later on, you might hear your husband or your wife talking to your, your kid saying, oh yeah, 
I was at the pool with your mom or your dad the other day and the boss was like, hey, you're the best employee I've ever met in my whole freaking life. I don't even know what we would do without you. You're amazing. That's just a really lame example, but you get the idea. Something tiny happens and they say, oh, you did a great job on that report last week. And then suddenly they got the big award for their whole industry and everybody loves them. Because that's another way that narcissists lie. They exaggerate, they overinflate stuff, or they minimize things that don't make them look good. The reason that I bring this up is because it's a real easy way for you to sort of get a gauge on when they're telling the truth and when they're not. So if you can watch for those little exaggerations, you can watch the way their face looks when this happens. Watch what their eyes do. Watch how their mouth looks. You can read a lot in a person's mouth and inevitably pick up some new patterns. I think the key to proving anyone to be a truth teller or a liar comes right down to one fact, and that is that you watch their patterns, you learn how they roll, and you follow them. Going through narcissistic abuse very often leaves you with symptoms of CPTSD, or complex post-traumatic stress disorder. One of those symptoms is kind of feeling scattery, kind of feeling foggy a lot, right? So when you're planning your escape from a narcissist, You've got a lot of things to think about and you might forget a few things. Take a minute, go to queenbeing.com plan, download a free checklist. You'll also be directed to a lot of other free resources to help you out. So go check it out. One more thing, if you can't use this yourself or even if you can, but you know someone else who could use it, please pass it along. Thanks. This brings me to the question of the day. And the question of the day is, what would you add to this? What would you say are the telltale signs of your narcissist lying? How do they tell on themselves? Have you figured it out yet? Share your thoughts and your experiences in the comments section below and let's talk about it. All right, that's all I've got for you right now. As always, thank you so much for being a part of my day and a part of my life. And hey, thanks for letting me be a part of yours. It really does mean a lot to me. I'll see you soon.